Well, Renee Vitale, it's September 25th. That means there's only three more shopping months till Christmas. Oh, oh no. How are we here already? I, you know what happens? Life goes by faster and faster till one day you're just dead. Jeez. Happy Monday, everybody. Oh, my gosh. Go get them. And you know what? There's only one more shopping week until the government shutdown if Congress doesn't get things together. Uh, they have till Saturday to pass a new budget or temporary spending to avoid a shutdown. It appears that the uh, the sticking point right now is the hardline Republicans. They don't want to um, send any more money to Ukraine. We sent $70 billion over there. There's others who are fine with sending money over there. They just want more oversight. And uh, we've lived through a few of these, haven't we? Yeah, this isn't our first rodeo. My, here's what, what I'm going to guess is going to happen. Either they'll pass a deadline at the, the last second or, um, you know, the that deadline will, will come and go. There'll be a shutdown. They'll work diligently through the weekend and then they'll, they'll come up with a deal. Yeah, I don't see this lasting long term. I, th- I I do remember there was an actual shutdown under Obama, and it was like a couple days, and, and you didn't really notice anything. I don't see it. Yeah, we're not going to feel anything right away, except it's going to be covered in the news a yeah, lot. The national parks were closed down. I think that was the I big. I do remember that. Yeah. I thought it happened under Trump, too. It prob- I, I think there was one year where it did happen. It probably did, Parker, but... But at by that point, it was probably just in one ear and out the other. Case I wouldn't be point, surprised. Case in point, it happened and nobody really knows what happened. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember the the first one under Obama, and maybe it was a bigger deal because I, I, you know, I, I work here, and uh, they they weren't big fans of President Obama at the time, and so maybe they made a bigger deal out of it. But like I said, I, I, the only thing I noticed was national parks were shut down, and 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 that was about it. Yeah, and depending on who you ask, I mean, some people aren't. That unhappy with the government stopping. Right. Uh, the, the people holding up uh, funding to Ukraine, case in point. Um, now, Renee. Yes. You were inside Ford Field yesterday. <sighs> that big Lions win, 20-6 um, to 6 over the Atlanta Falcons. How crazy was it inside there? It was deafening. The, the noise when they talk about how loud Ford Field is. It, you cannot comprehend. I've been to a lot of rock shows, and it was just unbelievable, the noise level. It was it was such a great energy and vibe. Uh, it, it, it was just a great time to be in Detroit yesterday. Well, and the great thing is, too, like, obviously last week, um, you know, after the Lions uh, off their win on Thursday night football against the Chiefs in, in Arrowhead, they come back. Uh, Ford Field is rocking. It's a it's a playoff like atmosphere. They lose to the Seahawks and people are wondering, Okay, I mean, are the fans going to show up again? Are they a little bit are are they a little bit uh, once bitten, twice shy? But it seems like it it seems like they were out back and forth. So so obviously credit to the Lions fans who who put up with a lot and, 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 and finally they got something to cheer for at home. I did not see one blue mask. Yeah, I that was one and done. I yeah, I kind of feel like that fizzled out. It didn't seem like there was a, a whole lot of blue masks last week anyway. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I, I think the blue mask, I it had potential. Maybe if they would have won last week, it, it might have caught on. it going. Yeah. Yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, you 
befriended some uh, Detroit sports uh, royalty <laughs> yesterday, and you had no idea who this guy was at first. Yeah. Crackman. Crackman, the, uh, the, the, the guy who is at all the games. He's got his uh, face painted. He's got that chain. Uh, he wears overalls in Argyle, I think, and he's oh, got yeah. the, he's got that hard hat. Oh my gosh, I had no idea. So we stumbled into my friend's tailgate where he hangs out, where Crackman hangs out at Eastern Market, which, by the way, was the first time I ever tailgated uh, at Eastern Market. That in itself was an experience, almost as fun as the game. Yeah. Oh my gosh, those people go hard. How are you going to top that? I don't know. It was like a whole experience. Uh, and this man is Detroit royalty. I mean, they were coming up to you would have thought I was with Aiden Hutchinson right. or something. Or you're Jared like, Goff. You're with Elvis in Vegas. I, it's true. I, I mean, they were coming up to him and people were hugging him and, and bringing their firstborn to him for his the blessing. Wow. I mean, he was cutting lines. We went, we went wait, to the wait, Elwood. Cutting, what do you mean by cutting lines? We went to the Elwood and he was being presented to the front of lines. Oh, cutting in line. Wow. Yes. Oh, it was unbelievable. And he he took us in. He was like, "Come with me." You were like one of his own. Now, uh, yeah, we were part of his pack. So do you have? Do you have to become like? Uh, do you have to come up with an alter ego now to hang with Crackman? I or? may have to. I'm not sure what it is yet, but I'm gonna. Ha- I feel that it's it, it has been bestowed upon us that we have to now. Wow, <laughs> it was so crazy. I was like, "What is happening?" Here? You know how you know how many people have been waiting for how long to become part of Crackman's posse. <laughs> no. Here you come, just floating in. But the best is is at halftime he told my husband he goes now you meet here at halftime inside ford field yes sir crack man and 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 he took that seriously he's like we must go we've we were told we've been summoned and so at halftime we you met don't there. turn down an invitation <laughs> from the crack man I know. so we met there and it was like the superheroes all <laughs> the, met. Like, the avengers assembled it was it's wow. just like that. It was like Randy Man Savage was there. Wow. And, and some other dude with this big, huge blue afro. And I'm like, what is going on here? Theo Iron Man Spite was there. Grid they, Iron Spite, whatever the heck his name is. Now, you would think, you would th- uh, the guy who sings. Uh, Forward down the. F- I was singing to Lloyd Jackson right. and how happy he would have been. Right, not to be confused with. Forward down the field. <laughs> yeah. That was a good day. You would think these guys would all be sitting together, but I, uh, they weren't. But they yeah. all convened at halftime, right. and it was a beautiful moment. It's like Captain Planet when all the uh, elements come together. <laughs> right. Well, good. You know, maybe we'll try to get Crackman on. It might be an interesting. I conversation. did exchange numbers with him. I'm sure he has stories for days. We'll make it happen. All right, Park. I know you got some thoughts on the game as our official, as our official Lions correspondent on days that he happens to be working after game day. I mean, looking at the game. I was pretty happy with it. I think overall, Lions fans are going to be happy with a win. But we were really, really carried by the defense this game. Well, that's Great. a nice change, though. Aren't isn't it normally the offense that's busting their butts and the defense that's screwing it up? Yeah, honestly, I'm I'm happy with the change of pace. You know, if anyone's going to be carrying the team, I'm happy it's the defense because of the history. But for the past couple games, and especially with this one. It felt like we haven't been playing at our best at what we could be playing. And, and granted, today we didn't have all of our starters, yes, but right. I'd say overall pretty good. A win's a win, and we're still and we're two and one, so that's good. All right. Oh, and uh, by the way, um, the stri- uh, the UAW strike uh, was turned up to eleven on Friday. Oh uh, yeah. Let's see here. Sean Fain 
what he called on 38 Stellantis and GM parts plants in 20 states to strike, uh, saying that there needs to be a stronger push. He did um, take it easy on Ford. Yeah, he spared the Ford plants this time around. Which I'm wondering if uh, that was to make make an example out of Ford. Like, see, you play ball with us. Mm-hmm. We can be reasonable. If not, we're shutting down all your parts plants. It has been expanded to 41 plants now. Yeah, the three that, that were already striking and then the, the 38 right, sure. additional. Yep, yep, yep. Seven of those part plants are uh, Stellantis here in Michigan. Six are from GM. Um, I will have to update uh, the the presidential candidate uh, photo ops after the news because we're we're running out of time. But uh, I, I I mean this you know th- and this is kind of where you're going to start seeing some pain here um, in the economy when it comes to lost wages when 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 it comes to other plants going down uh, because you know there's no parts. Um, if you own a, a GM or Stellantis vehicle, it might be hard to get it repaired um, because the parts aren't going out. Um, was it GM? GM, like Ford back in August, sending out emails to its white-collar workers asking them to volunteer to work in the uh, parts warehouses. So, um, you know, if last if if the three plants going down was a shot across the bow, this was a missile to the stern here. Yeah, and he had uh, that that outfit on that I said is going to now be a Halloween costume. Oh, the uh, yeah, it was like some kind the of camo. camouflage. Right, mm-hmm. I called that his done messing around shirt. <laughs> now across the border in Canada, um, the Canadian Union they ratified their deal with Ford. Uh, real quick, because we got to get to break. Uh, workers will get a 15% pay raise across the board. Others will get more. Uh, pensions will be reinstated to certain workers who meet criteria. Cost living bonuses uh, have been re-implemented in job assurances as the Ford Oakville plant outside of Toronto looks to transition to EVs. So uh, that's that's what got approved uh, over, uh, over across the uh, river here in Canada. And uh, we'll see what this week breaks for the UAW strike. Uh, surprise, surprise, Renee, we're late. It's first thing with Mike Parsons and Renee Vitale on WJR. Mike Parsons and Renee Vitale. And Renee, before, at the end of our uh, first segment, we ran out of time. But, uh, of course, I'm sure everybody's heard that Sean Fain called on 38 additional plants to strike, all Stellantis and GM parts plants in in uh, 20 states. Ford has been spared. They only have the one um, plant still on strike, the assembly plant in Wayne. Uh, because according to Sean Fain, um, they've been playing ball and, and negotiating, and uh, we're going to we're going to have um, no shortage of presidential photo ops this week. Yeah, former President Donald Trump's going to visit Clinton Township on Wednesday. He's going to deliver remarks at Drake Enterprises, an automotive supplier, at 8 p.m. He's expected to speak to current and former union members. Doors are going to open at 4 p.m. His visit comes uh, a day after President Joe Biden is expected to come to Michigan to join a UAW picket line. Yeah, and and Sean Fain actually, well, I, he didn't he didn't call out Joe Biden by name, but uh, in his address on Friday, he invited anyone who uh, supports the UAW to join him on the picket line. Uh, he, he said from from the, the a private citizen all the way up to the president of the United States. So. It sounds like uh, he was listening and he's responding. And we don't know where, where Joe Biden's going to be, but that might be a security thing more so than TBD. anything else. Mm-hmm. I'm actually surprised that Donald Trump is going on at 8 o'clock on Wednesday because um, 
obviously this is counter programming for the Republican um, presidential debate. And that starts at nine. So uh, I, I don't know how many places are going to be covering it. I don't know if it's going to be on the uh, local TV stations around here. But if it's p- counter programming, he's doing it an hour before everything starts. Maybe he wants maybe they like want to have a, a watch party where where Trump just roasts him like mystery science theater that I might that I might actually go to. And that I would go to. Yeah. Just for the <laughs> just for the pure entertainment. Right. right exactly. Uh, speaking of entertainment. Yeah. It looks like overnight um, the writer's strike is, is close to being over. It's not completely over. Right. They reached a tentative deal. They've been on strike for 146 days. I think that went five months. Yeah, back to May. Um, No deal yet for the actors and no details of the deal um, have been released. But, um, you know, the the talk shows, um, Kimmel, Fallon, they they were doing that podcast Mm -hmm. to um, um, make sure their writers are getting paid through the strike. Um, Those could actually start production back up this week. Oh, good. Um, Saturday Night Live was mentioned. I don't know if SNL could resume. I, I don't know if the people on SNL are in the actors' union. And if, if the actors' union's on strike, that might be a bad move for SNL to revamp anyway, even if their their people aren't in the union, because um, it'd be hard for them to get guest hosts. And then afterwards, there might be some bad blood where they they couldn't get big name actors if they decide to That's true. cross the picket line. Yeah. Wow, I I didn't realize how much SNL is affected by that. Yeah. And, on and, both ends. And you, we've been saying, you know, ever since this this whole UAW thing's been happening, we wish we wish SNL was back. We would love to see who plays Sean Fain. Uh-huh. Um obviously we're getting into the uh presidential election season, mm-hmm. which is fertile ground. So uh, we'll see. And, uh, you know, I, can't, I, I, I keep thinking back to these talk shows, Drew Barrymore, Bill Maurer, um, Jennifer Hudson, the talk, you know, they were all going to restart production. And then once they got some blowback from the 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 writers union, they stopped. And and, and so, you know, I, I again, I wonder how they're going to be able to attract good writers and and only if they could have waited like two weeks Two weeks to just kind of sit it out and hang tight. Um, they could have come out of this with a lot less damage. Right. Uh, but you know what? I'm I'm glad that they reached an agreement. I'm glad that these people are finally getting back to work. That's it's a long time to go five months without a paycheck. Yeah. And and here are the productions that are are kind of in limbo. They were in production when the strikes happened. Mm-hmm. And, and obviously the writers can come back, but but the actors not yet. Uh, Stranger Things. They better get on that. Those kids are going to be like 40. (laughs) We're not going to recognize them. It's going to be like it's going to be like their kids and it's going to take place in the late 90s. Exactly. Uh, The Last of Us, Lloyd's favorite Abbott Elementary, and then the new Deadpool and Superman movies. So um, those are still in limbo and they can't resume until the actor's strike itself is over. Um, We did get big uh, entertainment news uh last yesterday is this big news well it's big because it's the super bowl halftime show couldn't we have done better uh the nfl apple music and rock nation announced sunday that usher would headline the super bowl halftime show from allegiant stadium in vegas that's happening february 11th the music megastar He's a megastar. Yeah, in 2003 well you know it's it's funny because usher feels current to me but he's been around for 20 years. Part, 
he was a big star. He was. Uh, Parker, do you mind us divulging your age here? Oh, I'm 19. Parker, okay, so when you hear when you hear Usher's playing the Super Bowl halftime show, wh- what do you think? I was kind of disappointed. Thank I mean, you. it just seems kind of meh, kind of bland. Like, it's okay. It, it seems like a safe choice, Is I think. Is everyone else busy? Well, here's the thing. I, I don't know if these people have to pay to play the Super Bowl halftime show, but they don't, they get, don't get paid. They I know but that. they don't get paid anymore. Couldn't we come up with a good country lineup? I like I like when they're having more than one artist nowadays. Well, and a lot of times though, that's kind of a surprise for the performance it itself. It is. I mean, God, Usher. Well, I, I love Usher. I just feel that we could do better. I feel like we need genre shifts. I mean, I feel like it's been yes, pop for a right. really long time. I agree, Parker. We um, can do better. Do you do you consider Usher to be a current artist or kind of old there, Park? I consider him to be old. Thank you. I mean, I, I saw him live when I was a young kid. Really? So to me, that's that's pretty old. Right. And at 19, along, you, you know, at 19, five, 10 years ago, whenever he had his last hit, that's not, that feels like a, a lot longer than, than us were, you know, in our late 30s, early 40s. We had Rihanna last year. She killed it. Yeah. And and she was, she, you know, she you can't get more current than Rihanna. I know there was a lot of people calling for Taylor Swift, who we've heard a lot about her this weekend. I know. Um. Her and Mama Kelsey look like they were having a nice time. But they're besties. Yeah. They, they went home and baked some banana bread together. Yeah, she's probably like, I don't, I don't think it's going to work out with your son, but I had a lovely time. Anytime you want to go to a football game, right, Mama Kelsey. Right. Right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, she she declined. Obviously, that would be huge. She's the biggest star at the moment. But but yeah, she if if you're not promoting something, or if you know, what you're already doing is the biggest thing in the world. Why but- couldn't it be NSYNC? Didn't they just have some, like, huge announcement that they were going to tour again or put out a song you or something? You know what? A, a boy band a boy band reunion would be huge. But an NSYNC cameo with Usher would make some sense. Something. There's got to be more than this. I think. I love Usher. I'm just saying. I don't think that this, this well, is, as he said, meh. Well, I mean, it is a little meh. However... You know, I I don't get worked up one way or another about the Super Bowl halftime show. If I'm not enjoying it, I'll just go to the bathroom or get another piece of sandwich. Refill the guac. Yeah. Put more wings out, I guess. I mean, when I think of someone playing Super Bowl halftime, and and this kind of has been my thought process since the weekend played. The weekend put on a great show at halftime. However, it wasn't a great He's not a great artist for a halftime show because his song he doesn't have enough upbeat songs. Right. I th- I think you I th- I think you it's just banger after banger after banger. You you play like a slow song as part of your melody then you go back to bangers. So I think Usher his music's upbeat enough. He has it enough is. bangers. He's going to gonna bring Lil John out, you know yeah. that. Yeah. Oh right, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. And maybe that's all this was. It was a ploy for Lil John to finally play <laughs> the Super Bowl halftime show. I mean, I'm fine with it. I think I, I'm like w- with both you guys. I don't, I don't think the last time I was excited about someone playing the Super Bowl halftime show was probably Bruno Mars or like that was amazing. Yeah, that was probably one of my top five. That was probably number one for me. I like the 2021 halftime show. I thought that was really fun. You're what was that? To, yes. Eminem. Uh, yep, yep. That was the one. Uh, Eminem, Snoop Dogg, Fifty Cent. Yeah, like, that was yeah. a great that one. was an awesome show. Yeah. I love that one, and I don't even like their music that much. Yeah, but I still thought it was a good show. Well, and I'm I th- sorry, Renee. 
I'm so sorry. <laughs> I saw my it. eyes bulge out of my head. Yeah. <laughs> See, well, this is the generational divide on the show. Um, good thing I'm here to play peacekeeper. <laughs> but when uh, Lady Gaga played, I think Lady Gaga was the most current artist at the time to play besides Rihanna. Right. Or you get a good classic rock band. Like when we had it, when we had Super Bowl and the Stones played, I thought that was cool. Yeah. Eh, See, I, I, was was just mad, I was mad on the Stones. Okay. I mean, good for them, but also, like, I don't know. Like, I've, I, if, if Usher feels old to Parker, the Stones felt, Oh, I love the Stones. I the, saw them live at Ford Field. Yeah. You were there for that? Yeah. Parker, how old were you, too? Wait, how long what? ago was that? It was like a year ago, wasn't yeah. it? It was like a year or two ago. Oh, I'm, I'm thinking you're talking <laughs> about when they played the Super Bowl. No. Yeah. I'm thinking. <laughs> Little baby Parker. Wait, Parker, were you around? How long ago? I don't was know. It? Negative that was Super couple Bowl years. 40. What, what year? That what? was a. Uh, that was Super Bowl forty. That was like oh five. Oh, I was like one year, one two years old. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Little baby Parker was kissed by Mick oh Jagger. My <laughs> gosh. All right, we got to take a break. Feel hundred now. <laughs> first thing, Mike Parsons, Renee Vitale, Parker making us feel old. All right, we've been waiting for this all off season. We didn't get one because Lloyd wasn't here uh, the day after the Lions upset the Chiefs at Arrowhead. So Lloyd, for the first time in the season, let's let let's let's get a brand new victory Monday forward down the field. Forward down the field. Wow. <laughs> Very impressive in person. Yeah. And without any warm-up. You know? Yeah. Hey. On the spot. Fantastic. See, and, and you know, that is something I would pay dynamic pricing for. Yeah. I, I would pay uh, dozens of dollars to see well, that live. You know, my man who does it, uh, uh, you know, actually he does a great job. You, Theo uh, Gridiron Spike. Yes. Yep. yes. And let me tell you, so I'm just letting the Lions know if we ever get sick yeah. or if he's out. Can Give you me a call. Got it. Can you do the motion? The, you know, you, it, there's a lot of gestures that go with well, that, Well, I'll, I'll get all that. I, your, I, I, your shoulders are in good shape. Oh, shoulders in okay. good shape. See, I feel, uh, like you know? that, I feel like that's something you do in the moment. You don't choreograph that. You just you just, you just, just let the, 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 the feeling just go. You. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, so, so I'm there. So if that guy ever goes on the IR. <laughs> right. I'm next there. man up. I'm, I'm, I'm next man on the list. I mean, it is cold and flu season, so <laughs> you never know. You never know. Well... Uh, I, we've been waiting for that forever, and uh, we, we, we can refresh that now. Well, the Lions did a great job yesterday. The defense was was great yesterday. Right. For once, the defense, yeah. the defense, I mean, the offense wasn't terrible. No. They were kind of meh. But normally, it's the, it's, the, it's the offense showing out, and it's the defense that kind of screwed Bichon up. Bichon who? Yeah, <laughs> right. Oh, exactly. 33 yards only for him. Yeah. yeah. That's, I mean, as impressive as the pass rush was, that was more impressive it to was. me is how they shut him down. Yes. And, I mean, the Lions are kind of where we thought they would be here after three games. We, we, we thought they would have beat the Seahawks and lost to the Chiefs, but, but we're still 2-1 and one after mm-hmm. three games. I, I, I actually think that, for once, it's kind of weird that uh, there's a Lions team that's actually meeting expectations. And the Lions team is going to be on, on, the, on the big screen again on Thursday. It's a short week. Yes. Right? So Friday we're going to... Uh, the morning show is going to sound like this. <laughs> we're going to be exhausted. Uh, also in the world of sports, I, I kind of missed this last week, but uh, the Oakland A's are getting absolutely roasted uh, for, <laughs> I guess, uh, I, Miggy's doing this 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 farewell tour uh, like Jeter had uh, at the end of uh, his career where uh, the last time he's playing at all these ballparks, um, they're giving him gifts. 
Um, a lot of them are like giving him, uh, you know, something specific from the uh, the city. Like Cleveland gave him like a, a guitar uh, for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and and a donation to his charity. Well, I think the we think the Oakland Athletics might have forgot because what they gave Miggy was a bottle of wine. Now it was an eighty dollar bottle of wine. So to people like it's us, a bottle of Camus. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a, a good, good bottle wine. of wine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's. But there's there's two things. Number one, Miggy has had his struggles with alcohol, and number two, it, this seems like they just went to the prize closet and they found something <laughs> that was lying around, like, like like it was either that or like a scented candle they got for Christmas three years ago. Well, I mean, other gifts have been like framed items, things right. like that, stuff that certainly had needed advance notice. This could have, someone could have gone to the grocery store. Right. Yeah. Oh, shoot, we forgot Miggy's coming. Someone go get something. Yeah, yeah. here's here's $100. Yeah, the, you can get this on sale at Meyer for $70. And then it, I it, like this wine. It's a great wine. No shade to the wine. No, I would yeah. love to get a bottle of Camus from someone. Well, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, well, you know, a lot of these people poking fun at an $80 bottle of wine... When was the last time they had an $80 bottle of wine? Right, right. <laughs> but I think the fact that, uh, you know, Miggy has, has had some problems with alcohol, I think that's probably the more cringeworthy thing. Than but, I mean, you, you don't have to get them anything, really. I mean. Well, you kind of do because every other team has. Yeah. And this was their final series, you know. Yeah. Do you think he went, oh, you shouldn't have. <laughs> No, really, you shouldn't have. <laughs> so I, that was that was funny, though. I, I, everyone, we got we got a good laugh out of that. Um, and I want to make sure I got this story in uh, before the uh, the end of the show. Uh, that missing two-year-old girl in the Upper Peninsula who wandered away from her house. I know. She was found a number of hours later in a very heavily wooded um, area which the Upper Peninsula, that's got to be heavily wooded. And uh, she was fine because she had her two family dogs with her. They followed her away from the house. She was sleeping on one like a pillow, and the other one was just lying next to her, guarding her from whatever might. Uh... So I hope those dogs get get all the treats, and maybe the little girl gets a talking to about wandering away from the from the house. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, but, you know, uh, dogs, man, <laughs> you know, when it comes to dogs and kids. They're the best. They yeah. are the best. Well, the best story of the weekend. By yeah. Far. Feel yeah. good. But th- there's a lesson. Toddlers can get away with you s- so quickly. They may have little legs, mm-hmm. but it's amazing. <laughs> oh, oh, it's oh, amazing how along. quickly they can no, get away vanish. Terrible <laughs> twos. My yeah, dog. Got my, that, Jamie? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> right. Make sure you have two dogs with your kids at all times. My dog would have left me for dead. The first person walking by <laughs> with treats, she would have thought, we got to go. Jared Morty coming up. With Renee Vitale and Eastern Michigan University, they're getting proactive on gun safety with the help of artificial intelligence. Eastern Michigan's police chief, Matthew Lige, discusses the details with Guy Lloyd, Jamie, on JR Morning. Well, we know that in the wake of what happened at Michigan State University uh, and the shootings there, now almost 11 months in the rear view, that uh, there have been a lot of soul-searching on campuses throughout the nation on how best to protect students. We've also heard a lot of horror stories about AI, but sometimes AI can work to your advantage. AI can be a good guy, and that is what we're talking about today with what's happening at Eastern Michigan University. 
where they're going to deploy an AI solution to detecting guns on campus. Uh, we welcome in the Eastern Michigan University Police Chief Matthew Leash. Good, good morning. Good morning, sir. Thank you for having me. Chief, um, this is just an amazing technology. Um, how, how does it spot guns? I mean, especially if someone's carrying concealed. Well, the AI technology that we are adapting at Eastern is designed to detect a displayed firearm, not a firearm that's concealed. That's an entirely separate program. So if we have an individual that uh, comes onto Eastern's campus once this program is installed and he or she displays a handgun or a rifle, the technology is object recognition technology, and it is designed to specifically identify that object and then in a very short period of time immediately alert DPS as to what and where. And how quickly can it get the images to the people that need to see it and then therefore the next step get to the people that can get to the threat? Right. Once the technology, uh, the AI technology detects the firearm, the Zero Eyes company has trained staff 24 hours a day, seven day a week, insert the human verification of that detection. Once that happens within three to five seconds, an alert is sent to EMUPD and we begin our response. So from initial AI detection to human verification to alert to EMU DPS, we're talking seconds before our response starts. Chief, uh, you you hear about uh, a lot of programs that have facial recognition or have some type of bias uh, against uh, certain people. Will this have a facial recognition component? Yeah, that's a, Lloyd. That's a very good question, and and it's it's very important to understand. With this gun recognition technology, this program is designed to recognize objects, specifically objects that resemble firearms. It is not facial recognition. That is a completely separate program that EMU does not employ and is not part of this program at all. So it recognizes a gun. Um, there, there has to be, those at some point, some kind of human evaluation. We know up at Michigan State that the, 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 the first they became aware of it was when shots were fired and that the person back in the office was quickly overwhelmed and that the response was and coordination was less than optimal. Who will be receiving this information and how do we make sure that's not a weak point? Yeah, this, this is exactly what we're trying to get in front of. So I, I, I will say to all of you in your audience, when you consider... Michigan State and you consider Parkland and Oxford and, and the list is, is longer than I'm comfortable with. As the chief of police at Eastern, you know, I really have to ask myself two questions. And the first question is, you know, what what do we currently have with regards to safety, security in our programs that uh, we we need in order to prevent an incident from happening? And then the second to that is what do we have that we could better use? And this is where this AI technology and this object recognition programming identifies and really answers both of those questions. EMU has a robust digital camera platform already. What we don't have is, to your point, Guy, it's that next step. And with this technology, within three to five seconds after a firearm has been detected by the AI programming, there's human verification. Once that verification takes place, then EMUPD is notified. What we are notified with is exactly what you asked. We have a real-time live uh, image of the individual 
who is displayed a firearm. We have their approximate height. We have their weight. We have their clothing description. We also have the exact location where the gun was displayed. And then thirdly, we have the ability through this technology and through our camera system to be able to track the individual as they move into a building, once they're in the building, and then once they leave a building. All of those things are tremendously valuable to an efficient first response. The EMU police officers know exactly where to go. They know exactly how to, what to look for and who to look for. And we're taking the emotion out of 911 calls, and we're leveraging technology to, to give us that, that advantage. Second to that, as important as it is for the first responders to know what to do and where to go and who to look for, we also have the ability to make that notification to students, staff, and visitors on campus with accurate and timely information. And you couple all of those factors together, I think this is an important move for, for EMU. It's an important move for our students and our staff. And we're going in the right direction to try and prevent something like this from happening or another tragedy on a college university campus and, and most importantly here at EMU. Chief, what's the level of training for those who are evaluating the situation? Uh, the Zero Eyes company has, has been vetted and in existence for five years, and they have been uh, and what I consider to be industry proven to be able to take that image that AI detects, uh, review that image, and make a determination as to whether or not this is a confirmed uh, detection or not. And the training they go through, they are they are telling my staff that they have a 99% accuracy rate. So the system is tested 100 times, 99% of the time the AI technology properly identifies a firearm, and that detection is properly verified by a human being. So I think there's always the possibility that there could be a false positive. And this is where when you consider the, the, the brevity of response, the, the response to a circumstance like this, the hope is that once we arrive on scene, if the item displayed is not what the technology says that it is, and there was a error with the human verification, the fact that we're there soon and early, hopefully we can de-escalate the situation, uh, intervene before any kind of tragedy occurs, and we can resolve this before we have another tragedy. I think it's important that this Zero Eyes company was founded by Navy SEALs, special operations, military veterans, and technologists. So that's important. And I think another important thing, Chief, you said is the misinformation that comes with events like this. This could maybe combat some of that because everyone's tweeting, oh, I saw a guy on this street or I saw two men over here. That could combat some of that. And to hear the chief's response, you can find that full uh, interview at thegreatvoice.com or wherever you find your podcasts. First thing, Mike Parsons, Renee Vitale.